Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. People's businesses probably boom the most because I don't think anybody is ever fully has it figured out or anyone ever fully knows what they're doing. If society glamorized a totally different body type, would I be trying to make my body look that way? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Janine Amapola. If you are new here, and if you are not new here, welcome back. You guys already know that I drop these every single Tuesday, and per usual, I'm filming this on a Thursday, and your girl is tired. It has been a crazy, crazy week of wedding planning and traveling that I've been trying to recover from work, all sorts of amazing, fun things, and podcasting, and just so many great things, but it's just been a long, busy week, and I'm excited for the weekend, so this weekend, I am staying in town. I'm super, super excited. I'm probably just gonna be hanging out with my fiance, my family. Maddie will be in town and we are also going to a proposal party. So one of my friends is getting engaged. And by the time this is up, um, she'll already have been engaged. So I can announce that. Thank God. Cause I would never want to ruin someone's engagement. So it's just really, really exciting. And I'm trying to think anything else. Um, I dropped our engagement photos on Instagram. So you guys can go check that out because I talked about how we went to California for our engagement photos and those are now officially up. We're going to be doing two parts. So I just love them so much. They turned out so good and I'm just so excited. And we will have a vlog coming from that as well. It should already be up on my YouTube. I haven't been posting so much on TikTok. So make sure you guys are go following that as well. Overall, I'm doing well, but this week I've just felt pretty lethargic though. Like even though I've been doing a lot this week, I've just felt very lazy, lethargic, unmotivated, even though I'm someone that's so big on like habits and promoting good habits and all of that stuff just this week. Like I'm doing my best to stay on track of those and work on discipline versus motivation. Because let me tell you, 
motivation has not been there. And so, um, yeah, that's been something I've been working on. Just having a little honest moment today was just, I was just feeling super like, Oh, so honestly, I think my girl time is coming, which is probably why I'm feeling really weird. Anyway, I am genuinely so excited about today's podcast because I am doing my, I think, second ever podcast swap, and I am doing it today with Callie Jardine. She is also the host of Healthy But Human podcast. She also has the account called Sweaty Studio. It's like an online Pilates um, thing that you can do with her. And I just loved the conversation with Callie because it was honest. It was vulnerable. We talk a lot about sex before marriage, manifestation, how she ran her business, how to follow your dreams, how to deal with people pleasing on both of our episodes. So make sure you go check out hers as well, because she more kind of interviews me on her podcast, but we chat, we just chit chat about so much stuff. Like it really just felt like we were just two like besties, almost like sitting down and just having a conversation. It was so fun. I really enjoyed the conversation. And she also talked about kind of being like a little bit more of a newer believer and how she came to the faith. And so maybe you are where she is and this will be an encouraging conversation for you guys. So go check out her podcast. Again, it is called Healthy But Human. And I just think you guys are going to really love this conversation. And let me know if you guys do. Please tag us on Instagram and share with us on social media if you are listening. We love to repost them. Also, I did want to give a quick shout out. Hold on. Um, And really fast, I did want to give a huge, huge thank you and shout out to our new monthly supporter. Her name is Olivia Pye, and she is donating to Happy and Healthy Podcast every single month. We just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. This truly means the world to us. Your fan donations, this does help run the podcast and pay for the team. And I really, really appreciate that. So thank you guys so much. And now on to today's episode. Welcome everybody to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Janine Amapola, and welcome back to the podcast. You guys, I am so excited for today's episode because today I'm actually doing something a little bit different. I'm just going to get right into it. So I'm actually doing a podcast swap with a friend. Her name is Callie. Jardine. She just told me to fix her name. <laughs> um, Callie Jardine. And she is the podcast host of Healthy, Healthy. But Human. <laughs> and um, we're actually doing a podcast swap. So we're super excited. So welcome, Callie, to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I am so excited to be here and to be on Happy and Healthy. Also, I feel like it's so funny because it's like Happy and Healthy, Healthy But Human. It's like yeah. <laughs> All these H's, I'm like, oh, I can't keep Look- it straight. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's so fun because I this is probably only my like second podcast swap. And I was like, why don't I do this more often? So this is so fun and I'm so glad we get to do this. So welcome to the podcast. Um, do you mind just telling like my listeners just like who you are, what you do? And of course, I have so many questions I have to I have to ask you. Yeah, of course. Hi, guys. My name is Callie. I am based out of South Florida. So if you're familiar with Florida, I live It's like 45 minutes north of Palm Beach. So I live in this little surf beach town. I am super into all things ocean. You can catch me trying to surf as much as humanly possible (laughs) while working and balancing that. So that's been a current little struggle of mine is balancing work and play. But it's so fun. And I moved here in December from New York City. I've lived all over the place, though. I was in Miami, Florida before that for college. I've lived in... I was actually originally from Texas. I don't think I've told you that, Janine. But I was born in Midland, Texas. I lived in Houston for five years. I've lived in Canada, Pittsburgh, everywhere. So I've lived a lot of places. But I also... 
While I'm in Florida, I have my own online Pilates studio called Sweaty Studio, and it's super fun. I blend affirmations with feel-good movement just to leave you feeling empowered during and after the workout, and then I have my own podcast, Healthy But Human, and we talk about all things relatable and just real wellness, and I sprinkle in some faith topics too, and... I am a content creator. I do a lot of different things, but that's a little bit about me. Yeah, no, you're the girl that does it all. That's amazing. (laughs) I love that you're trying to surf because when I lived in California, that was something I picked up and it is not something you can just pick up in two seconds. Like it takes a lot of tumbling and the board smacking you in the face, cutting your toe open like I did. Like it's not an easy sport to pick up. How long have you been surfing? One of my 2023 goals was to become a surfer. I've had so many opportunities to surf and I just was afraid of the water and I was just so afraid of it. But finally, it was, I think it was in February or March of this year. I was like, you know what? We're going to face the fear and I'm going to do this thing. And it was really funny because, so John, he's my husband and we did a surf lesson together and we were joking because our surf instructor, I'm not even kidding, reminded us to a T of the sea turtle from Finding Nemo. (laughs) It was so funny he was he would be telling us something and then turn away in the wind and then be like okay paddle 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 and it was amazing Surf I love it. are like that I swear they're so like I'm just like okay you're like literally the cliche surfer dude out of like any surfer movie basically ever <laughs> that's so was, funny there was it was when I don't know if you can know what man wars are but they're this like freaky jellyfish and it was man war season so there were jellyfish in the water oh my gosh. it was I think it was like the flags, it was red. It had the purple flag for jellyfish. And I, when I first moved to Florida, I was really afraid of the water. I don't know why, but I was like, is this gonna, is this safe? And he's like, yeah, you're fine. If you see jellyfish, just swim away from it. (laughs) But that's kind of interesting that he put you in there, but I'm so proud of you for like facing your fears because I think based off even having some conversations with you, you are a girl that faces her fears. Like, I feel like you step out of your comfort zone a lot and you said you've moved, but you started this business at a very young age. So can you tell my listeners about that? Because I think I saw your TikTok or something and you have a six figure business at the age of 23 and it's doing really well. So what made you want to do it? Like, just tell me the whole story about your business. When I was, I was in college, I went to University of Miami. I was 19 at the time. And that's when I first got certified as a bar instructor. So my very first ever teaching was at, if you're familiar with Pure Bar, it was at Pure Bar. And I was terrible. I was so terrible at teaching. It was the most unnatural thing for me. I remember the owner of the studio. It was one of my first weeks of teaching. She sat me down. It was after like a 6, 15 a.m. class. And she asked me, how did you think you did? And I was like, I think I'm improving. (laughs) And she was like, that was a mess. (laughs) And I I remember just sobbing my eyes out. I was just like, I want to be so good at this, but it just isn't coming to me. But I didn't give up. I kept doing it. Also, a little backstory is I was a competitive figure skater for most of my life. So I've been in the field of sports and fitness ever since I was eight years old is when I started figure skating. And I was just, I had a rocky relationship with fitness when I was in high school. It's similar to how gymnastics and dance can be. It's pretty, it can be pretty toxic in figure skating with body image. I had some coaches make comments about my weight. I was into all the things, fad dieting. I just, I really didn't like how I looked. And so going into being a fitness instructor, my relationship with fitness was very much, 
you're working out to change how you look. And that's how I thought it was always supposed to be. And it was when I started teaching clients for the first time, I was having clients come in who are in their fifties and I'd ask them, what are your goals? And they would be like, I just want to help my mental health get better. Or I just want to prevent injuries and get stronger. So that was the first time I'd actually been introduced to, okay, there could be more reasons for wanting to get in shape and work out than just, I want to change how I look. Cause I don't like how I look. And it was when it was in COVID in 2020 is when everything went online for the fitness world. I was also getting certified in Pilates at the time. And I remember I started teaching online fitness for Pilates and bar. And then I also, I left out, I started my own blog when I was 19. It was called I'm Sweaty and I Know It, which is why my Instagram handle is I'm Sweaty and I (laughs) I Know It. I love that. I was just starting out in the world. And I remember I had like 100 followers on my Instagram. It was still pretty small. But I was teaching friends classes as well and on Zoom. And they told me, they're like, Kelly, you should start posting these workouts on TikTok. And so I thought TikTok was for people in middle school. And I was Mm kind of hesitant at first. But then I was like, you know what? Why not? So I started doing it and I started to do more live classes, Instagram live classes on I'm sweating. I know it. And it just started to blow up. I started having people view my TikToks. I started having people follow me on Instagram. And that's when I got into the world of YouTube. And so I started filming um, long form workout videos on YouTube and doing live classes all the time. And then slowly but surely, I started building Sweaty Studio and I launched Sweaty Studio in January 1st of 2022. So it was definitely a process. And talking about fear, I launched Sweaty Studio so late after starting because I was so afraid. I was so afraid that no one would sign up because everything I'd been giving them up until that point had been free. So that's kind of, I had to overcome my fears with that a lot. And I'm so glad I did because it has just evolved from there. Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, Guys, it's just a huge stress relief. And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding, you know, food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when if you're parents and you have you need to find organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial, and we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Man, that is so cool. Like you're, you're young and it, it seems like everything fell pretty organically though before that, which is really cool. I think those are some of the coolest stories when someone's like, you should try this or you should do that. And I think that's often how people find their purpose and their calling is that they're doing something that they've already been doing or something that they're just like passionate about. And then you can turn that into like a career, which is sounds like what you did, which is amazing. But I do think there's a lot of people that are in that exact headspace right now. I know there's certain things for me where like, I'm like, no, I, I could easily offer this for free because they can take it or they don't have to take it. But it's a real test 
when if you see they purchase it or not. And so I know that that's like a really, really big fear. But I guess in your mind, like in the beginning or when you were trying to overcome that fear, what A made you take the leap of faith and B, how do you like measure success? Like to you, what are you like, I've made it or what makes you feel successful? Oh my gosh, such a good question. I think so. To answer the first question, I left out a huge chunk of the story. Okay. So when I graduated from college, I got a job in public relations. And so I was working a full-time job and I was working while I was building my business, I was working like 12 hour days and it was getting to be very unhealthy because I wasn't able to take care of myself. Around that time, I came out of a breakup of four years or relationship of four years. And I started to struggle a lot with my mental health. I developed an eating disorder and it was a really low point in my life. I was into the big party scene in Miami. I was barely sleeping. I was feeling a lot of imposter syndrome because I was in the wellness fitness space and yet I wasn't even able to take care of myself. So anyways, around this time, there was the whole that girl trend going on on social media. Mm -hmm. And I remember I'd watch those videos and just feel so bad about myself. And I just felt like my life was a mess. And I started making a little spinoff called Balance That Girl because I wanted to show people even if you are in a very low point in your journey, it doesn't mean that you are incapable of still being healthy. And so I just started my healing journey from there. And that's when I got back into my walk with the Lord. And I just, over the course of the year, healed. But to talk about the pivotal point of when I took a leap of faith and I launched the studio, I felt imposter syndrome when I was building the studio because, like I said, I was not in a great spot in my own life. But that's why I started doing the workouts, the affirmations, just because I was making workouts that were going to help me feel empowered even in a place of my life when maybe I was not not yeah. doing the best but it was really cool because when I I remember it had like two failed launches or failed nothing's failed but it had two launches before that where I think I made like 10 sales and I genuinely was like I don't know how this is ever going to support me I feel like I'm stuck in this cycle where I can't stop working 12-hour days I need an out so bad and it was so cool because I just remember it was the day I launched the studio. I gave everyone one month free and I opened my phone the next morning and just had so many people had signed up. And I remember that was the first time I had hope. And I was like, wow. this could actually be it or could be a thing. And then fast forward, it's midway through January, I'm still working my full-time job. And I was talking to John and he was like, I mean, can you leave your job? And that was the night I went through my finances and I looked and I was like, I think I might be able to do this. I might be able to actually take a jump and do my studios, my full-time thing, and also be a content creator. And so I remember the next morning is... I opened, I was, um, a devotional I was using at the time is Sadie Robertson's Live on Purpose. It was such, such a good devotional for anyone looking for one. And I remember I opened the devotional, not even, not even joking, in the devotional it talked about leaving your job. Wow. And I just remember, cause I was praying about it and I was just like, God, what do you want me to do? Like, is this, am I supposed to do this? I'm so afraid. And I remember that was just confirmation in itself. I ended up quitting my job that day. I told my parents about it and my dad said to me the verse that had been in that devotional was the bible verse that he'd been studying that entire week in his bible study so wow. it was those two things were just such confirmation to me and even if it was a terrifying leap of faith because at this point i still had no idea how many of those people who had signed up would convert into actual paid members that I was doing the right thing. And so that gave me the faith and the confidence to just keep going at it. And even in the times when I feel like maybe the numbers aren't growing as fast, or maybe I'm having a season where 
nauseating people are joining. I just remember God, he is taking care of me and he's providing and he always has. And so that was definitely the pivotal moment there. I think what's so amazing is that even though you had fear, even though you felt imposter syndrome, even though you were like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I think it's in those moments when you have the chance to be like, am I going to be courageous? Am I going to step out of the boat and into faith and remove the fear? And it's in those moments that a, it requires you to trust in the Lord because you're like, I don't have this all figured out. I am probably an imposter, <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> it, that's when people's people's businesses probably boom the most because I don't think anybody is ever fully has it figured out or anyone ever fully knows what they're doing. Like we are all probably on social media pretending like I know what I'm doing, but behind the scenes, it's very messy. It's very sloppy, like creating a business or launching a product or literally doing anything. It's on the back end. It's very, very difficult. And I think that's just a really great reminder for people that like, you know, are probably looking at your sweaty studio and they're like, oh my gosh, like She's successful. She's crushing it. And you are, but everybody has a small beginning. Everybody has a beginning of like, should I do this? Should I not? I know I did. Like I, I questioned starting my podcast so many times. I made up every freaking excuse in the book as to why I couldn't start it until one day I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting for this to be perfect. I'm just going to start it. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad because here I am literally three years later. I think my anniversary of my podcast was three days ago. Um, three years later. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like we've grown so much. And so I think that's just probably like a reminder and encouragement to everybody is like, stop waiting till you feel ready and perfect. Like you're not going to get that. Like just start, you know? I love that. And I actually said that to a T in the video. I think you watched this morning is in one of the darkest times of my life, God was able to use that time and create something and build something out of it that inspires and helps women every single day. And it's just like, there's never the perfect time to start. I mean, that was like, I could have thought of every excuse why I should not do it. And yeah. so it's just, he's, he's going to use no matter what season you're walking through to do something really big in your life. Amen. That's so good. What like to you define success? Because I think success is very subjective and everybody has their own definition. But, you know, for some people, they're like, I want to be a millionaire. I want to get a million followers. I blah, blah, blah. When you were kind of creating like your business strategy or your mission statement, what to you was successful? That's such a good question. I always have to check in with myself on this because I think one of the books that helped me a lot and it's so funny. I'm one of those people that when I read a book, I don't always finish it. I read like two chapters. And Same. I'm like, yes, changed my life forever. <laughs> and I yeah. like never read it again. Me <laughs> <But> every day. <laughs> I have like 10 books I'm reading right now. Like, <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> but one of the books that helped me to start was by Simon Sinek. It's called Start With Why. And it just put the thought in my head when I was starting out as to why am I doing this? And that's, I remember on our podcast swap, you said that. And I was like, yes, I I live by that. It's Mm. just asking yourself, why am I doing this? Because so often I have to keep myself in check. And a lot of times it's coming from a place of greed or it's coming from a place of chasing fame or people's approval. But to answer your question of actual success, it comes down to my why behind the business. And that why is truly, truly, I want to share the gospel. And that is the deep, deep why within that why there's more whys behind it of, I want to help women with their body image and feel confident and know their worth and to overcome any lies the enemy is saying to them. But 
end of the day, like my end goal with it is I want to share Jesus in some capacity. And it's been super cool because it, in my mind, it's so much seed planting that I'm doing because yeah, it's just a workout sometimes, but that opens the door to so much conversation. And also usually I'll have someone take my workout and then find my podcast and then DM me a question about the, about Jesus. They're like, I've been out of the church for so long. Like, how do I get back into this? So it's just, it's been so cool because in the day it is, I just want to lead people back to God and that's success mm-hmm. in my eyes. Cause I'm just following whatever God has in store for me and is using me for. Man, that is so, so good. And I think that's such a good reminder for a lot of people listening because it, I read that book as well. One time when I was, um, starting to kind of like pivot in my career, Um, a friend gave me that book and it was genuinely so, so good because I think if you don't have a why, like if your purpose is just like, I want to make a million dollars. I just want to be successful. I just want to be rich. Like, okay, say you get that. Then what? Like, are, are you content? Are you fulfilled? Are you happy? And I think when you have a why so much bigger than yourself, especially when it is to help people to change their life, to lead them to Jesus, to give them eternal hope, like that is so much bigger than yourself and it makes it just so much more rewarding. And I think when I shifted my content from just like, yeah, I want to make a lot of money and I want to get this brand deal to instead being like, I want this to bless people. I want to set people free. It gives me so much more ammunition. And I think a lot of people when they, their why is like, well, I want to make a million dollars and then they get it. And then they're like, is, is that it? Like, is this all it's supposed to feel like? And so I think when your why is, and your why can change, I think too, Mm -hmm. but when your why is continually evolving with you and it's always with the goal of to give back to people, I just think that's like the greatest thing. I really do. Yeah. I love it. And I mean, even on the days, like people always ask me the question in the fitness world and not, how do I stay motivated? I mean, we're going to have days where we wake up and we're just so unmotivated. I mean, we're all human beings. We're always changing with just different seasons of our lives. And I think that's why it's so important to have your why, because on the days when you feel unmotivated, you're remembering, okay, why, why am I doing this? And it helps you keep going. And so that's, what's been really helpful. Even with the fitness journey is having a why for what you're doing with working out too. Yeah. And I think that's such a good reminder that there, there needs to be a why for everything. Like even in relationships, it's like, why, why are we doing this? Oh, we're doing this because we're called to love each other, to lay our lives down for each other, to represent Christ. Like I think having a why for anything is, is so, so good. Um, but I'd love to touch again on your body image stuff, because you mentioned that you had some EDs and you struggled a lot with body image. So I know that this is, a very big conversation because what you even said, you saw on Instagram, you saw these girls, you saw the it girl and it is, it's really, really destructive sometimes. Like we're looking at these people and you're like, I will never be that girl. And it's like, you're right because you won't like God made you, you for a reason, you know? So how did you overcome in that season or like what helped you kind of get from point A to point B to where you are now? And where, where, what's your mindset like now with your, with body image? I mean, that's so true. I mean, every single person is created totally differently. And I mean, it's an ongoing struggle. It's one of those things where I hope one day it's totally gone. But I think, I mean, just last week I had a mental breakdown over some photos I took where I looked, I didn't like how I looked and I had to keep myself back in check. And one of the things that helped me a lot is just, I don't know. I think it's just thinking about from society perspective. I mean, society paints this perfect person in our minds. I mean, ever since I was in second grade, I was aware of 
what women by society's perspective was supposed to look like. And that's when everything started for me with the insecurities is I first was really insecure in my thighs because I've never had like super skinny thighs. And so I remember from second grade, I was always really, really conscious of my body. And I asked myself the question the other day, I was like, if society glamorized a totally different body type, would I be trying to make my body look that way? And would I be unhappy with how I look now if I did not look like that other, the other type of body that they were glamorizing? And my, my answer was, yeah, probably. And that was what revealed to me this lie that had been in my mind about trying to please other people and get people's approval of my body and get their acceptance. So another lie that had been going through my head was about my body image as a fitness instructor. I had a lie going through my head of, if I don't look thin and toned, then I'm not a credible fitness instructor. And that was something I'd been believing for years. And that's what was pressed out to the surface the other week is when I was crying about this, I realized that. And I was just like, I've been believing this lie for so long. And so I think for anyone who's struggling with body image to get from point A to B, it's all about identifying the lies that are running through your head. I started journaling about them. I'd write down lie, colon, write it down. And then I'd write down truth, colon, what does mm. God say about me? And there's, I don't know what website it is, but there's a website, this blog post online, and you can just probably Google search it. It's like 40 affirmations that God says, 40 truths that God says about me. And it's all these different affirmations with Bible verses, and it's super empowering. And I recommend to anyone, if you're feeling really low confidence or bad about your body, just read those affirmations, read those Bible verses, because there's so many just God, God picked us, God created us. And it's whenever you feel bad by your body, it's just the enemy trying to get in your head. Truly. Oh, I love that. I need to get the link to that 40 affirmations and I'm sure it'll bless so, so many people. And I think that is so true. Like you have to find a truth to replace the lie. Cause sometimes we just want to like pluck the lie and we're like, okay, like I'm not this. And then it's like, but then who are you? Like you have to replace that and give put some life back into that where there where death or where a lie has taken and stolen from you. So like, let's find things to replace that. And the, and the Bible is a love letter to us. Like it's a love letter to his people where he's like, man, I wish you knew how fearfully and wonderfully made you are, how you are my creation. You're my masterpiece. Like I think so many girls need that reminder, especially when we're scrolling on Instagram. And I think everything you're saying is so great that you just like, it was a journey for you. Like it's not an overnight fix. And I'm, I think that's the the important factor to remind people of is knowing like there is no overnight fix. So don't be so hard on yourself. If you don't have this figured out in a month, a day, a year, like for me, it took me so many years and I'm still, I still have days of insecurity. Like, I think I checked out your podcast where you were like, I feel really insecure today. And I was like, (laughs) I I literally looked in the mirror today and I was like, oh my gosh, my love handles. Like I was grabbing them and I was like, I just need to stop. Like walk away from the mirror, walk away, Janine, because you're, this is doing no good. And so as a reminder, like everybody has these days, everybody has these moments. (laughs) (laughs) And it's something that I've been wanting to do so bad is I want to write down just affirmations that God says about me and any truths about the lies I believe about my body and put them on my mirror. So anytime maybe Mm. I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm starting to have those things come into my head, like, Oh, you don't look super toned today. Oh, you're bloated. Like the, the truths are in front of me. I can just read them and be like, well, actually God says this about me. So you can go away. (laughs) Yeah. And I think even like, you know, we have our phones in our hands every single day. And if we could even make that as like a wallpaper or a reminder of like, 
just the things that we need to hear the most. Like I remember there, there was a certain Bible verse that I just clung to during certain seasons. And for me to cling to it, I had to see it every single day because we're so quick to forget. Like we can be like, okay, yeah, that's the truth. And then you move on and the next day that lie comes back and then you're like, oh my God, I'm spiraling all over again. And it's (laughs) like, we have to sometimes daily renew our thoughts, daily take these thoughts captive until it's gone. Like, like I was saying, it's not an overnight fix. And so, um, I think that'd be a good idea is like even adding that as a wallpaper on our phones. Yeah. I love that. Especially, I wish there was a way to somehow add social media and just yeah. have in the corner, like a little reminder. Oh, I know. I'm like, Instagram, if you're listening, <laughs> please add it. Um, <laughs> could you tell me more about your faith journey? Because on our podcast swap, when we were talking, you said that um, you had kind of recently like gained your relationship with the Lord. And it sounds like you grew up in a Christian home though. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is a bit of a story, but so I grew up in a Christian home. I'm originally from Texas and I was exposed to a lot of the Southern just Christian church culture. And I was on fire for the Lord probably until I was in junior year of high school. I ended up moving a lot as a kid. So it was my junior year of high school. We moved to Pittsburgh for a year and it was that year is when just everything started to fall apart for me. I got involved with a really bad group of kids who just were not influencing me to make great choices. And I just remember we still would go to church on Sundays, but I would just start to resist it and resist it. And it just felt like a chore to me. And then when I moved to Miami for college is when I just stopped going to church entirely. I never... It's funny though, I never stopped believing in God the whole time. Like I knew that God was still there, but I just had turned my back on him and was going in a totally different direction. In Miami, I got really into just Miami party culture. I dabbled a little bit with just new age stuff, some darkness there. And I remember um, it was when I graduated from college, it was the fall of 2021. So I kind of briefly talked talked about it, but it was a really, really dark time in my life. And like I said, I was really struggling with a lot of mental health stuff. I I just, it was interesting because I'd been really into the whole manifestation kind of world. And I had my quote unquote manifested apartment, beautiful white apartment, glass windows, everything. I looked like I had my life together. But on the inside, I felt so empty. And I remember looking at myself and I was like, why do I feel so empty when I'm supposed to have everything that that everyone glorifies and glamorizes? And it was around, when was that? November, October of 2021 is when I saw on social media this girl that I didn't know at the time, but I was following her. She posted Sadie Robertson's devotional on her story. And I'd been struggling with anxiety, like super, super bad. And it was about her, the devotional is all about anxiety and fear. I remember something in me, God was working in my heart at this time because something in me was like, I'm going to order that. Mm. I ordered the devotional. I hadn't gone to church at this point in like six years or five years. It had been a really long time. I ordered the devotional and around the same time frame, I had two friends who didn't even know each other. I had no idea they were Christians, invited me to the same church service, same church on the same weekend. And I remember I was like, this just, this isn't coincidence. Like wow. coincidences like aren't real. So I ended up going to this church service and like every single thing was just, God was just speaking through this sermon directly at me. It was one of those sermons where I was like, whoa. Yeah, like you feel I, like you're the only girl in the room. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is happening? And then the same thing with the devotional. I mean, God was just speaking through that devotional and he was just 
calling, calling to me. He's like, come back to me, come back to me. And it wasn't an overnight thing. I think sometimes it's easy to be like, I got back my faith relationship with the Lord and everything was fixed. It wasn't like that. I was still partying. I was still living a life of a lot of darkness, but over the course of the year, I started to heal and the healing truly, truly came from getting back in my walk with the Lord. And he was with me every step of the way. And it was just so, so cool just having him there. And, um, this is a long story. I'm so sorry, but I love it. I'm like so intrigued. (laughs) I'm like, I remember all the different little pieces. Anyways, I was in Miami at the time. I ended up moving to New York city. I started dating my now husband and I ended up moving to New York city in June of 2022. I'm in New York for like five months. It was a really short span of time. I was still really struggling with mental health stuff. I ended up, we ended up breaking the lease. We ended up leaving and we went on this month long road trip across the country, just kind of trying to, we're running from ourselves. We were really trying to figure out where are we supposed to be? Well, anyways, God places us in this small town in Florida. I'd always grown up in big cities and we find this church and the church is Holy Spirit filled, Holy Spirit led. I remember the first service, I look at the front and there's people literally falling from the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, is this a cult? (laughs) Is this real? And it was just so cool because the second weekend I went there, I went up to the altar and someone prayed over me and I was healed from all of my anxiety and depression. And I and my family have genetic depression that runs in the family line. And I was literally healed from it. I felt this thing released from my head. It was so cool. John was healed from, he was struggling with this stomach thing. He was healed from that. There's just been so much just healing and deliverance and so much goodness since we moved to this town. And so anyways, it's just crazy looking back where I was two years ago versus now, because it's been a slow progression, but like, I'm so much back, so much back into my faith again, and so much further along than I was when I left. And it's just cool how God, he's just, he he wants us to come back to him and he's always there. So yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had like chills. That was so powerful. Thank you for sharing. And I'm like, dang, I need to come visit that church. Come anytime. It's so cool. (laughs) Man, that's amazing. And I relate so much to that story. That's very similar to actually what I went through, you know, grew up in a Christian home and went to University of Texas, got into partying, did the whole thing too. And it's so funny because it's like, I feel like when you were raised of the knowledge of God, you always know he's pinging you and he's tapping you. And you're just like, nope, nope, nope. I'm going to do my own thing. And then he's like, you'll be back. I just know. And you, you end up falling flat on your face. Like I did. And I came back to him and I'm so glad I did. And my story was very similar. And I think it's a good encouragement to some people. And I do think there are people who have an overnight, like I'm choosing Jesus. I'm all in. But sometimes for people, it's a progressive story. Like mine was as well. Like I basically feel like I got saved twice in my life. And maybe that's how you feel too. Like I got saved Mm -hmm. as a kid and then I got saved once as a young adult in California. And it's funny because you got saved in Florida. I got saved in California, even though we were both from Texas. So it's like kind of funny. So cool. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. And so man, God is so cool. And like, it's even amazing to see how God healed you from something like anxiety and depression, because I do think that's something that is a very, what's the word, has a lot of stigma around it because people are like, no, it's a medical thing, which I do 100% believe, but I do believe that God can set people free from that. And it's Mm -hmm. so cool having someone with an actual testimony to to share that because I don't think I have met a lot of people that have that testimony. And that's so amazing to hear that God had, had done that for you. That's so cool. It's crazy. I mean, there was a guy at my church who he was a high school, he was a high school football player. And 
he got paralyzed from the way he got hit in the game and he goes to my church and I wasn't there for the service, but apparently, so he was, I think he has people pray over him or something for healing. He ended up being able to walk again, being able, like the doctors fully diagnosed that he'd be paralyzed for the rest of his life. Wow. He ended up being fully healed and he is a walking, literally a walking testimony. And it's just <sighs> this, this church, I'm just like, why, why is it not like this everywhere? Yeah. It literally feels like the church is an ax. And I was going to say, um, when I grew up it, in Texas, I went to this Southern Baptist church and I mean, absolutely no hate to this church or anything, but they didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. Mm. There was none of that. And I never experienced the Holy Spirit. I knew the Holy Spirit was a thing in the Bible, but I never talked, I never heard about it, never talked about it. So when I actually experienced it for the first time, the power of the Holy Spirit, I can say for a fact, anyone who's listening who maybe is like, is astrology real, whatever, the power of the Holy Spirit versus the power of whatever thing is going on on that side, so much stronger. It's insane. Yes. <laughs> so much stronger. And one promises life and one offers death. And that's the Absolutely. thing is it's very, new age stuff is very, very deceitful. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad you said that because I did have another person on my podcast come on. I don't know if you know who Natalie's outlet is, but very, very big YouTuber. She came on my podcast and she talked about new age stuff and she was doing all the same thing too, manifestation. And she manifested her perfect dream life. And yet she was seeing demons in her room floating around and oppressing Thanks. her and literally giving her, um, an out sleep paralysis. And so that's so crazy that you mentioned that because I think that is something that people need to speak up about more. And I try to speak up about that and I've never practiced it, but I just, I've heard about it so much. And I think it's a very, deceitful thing that the world promises to bring life and it ends up robbing you. And like, even though you end up getting all the things you want, you're like, okay, it's like kind of what what I was talking about earlier. It's like, okay, now what? Like, am I satisfied? Am I fulfilled? Is this really what I dreamt of? And it never feels enough. And when you have Jesus and you, you encounter the Holy spirit and who Jesus is and, and you feel his presence, you're like, this is what my soul has been longing for. And, And nothing else matters in that moment. And I mean, I've been in very charismatic churches and stuff, and sometimes they can be a little out there, but there's so many times where I'm like, no, like this is real. I've seen so many healings happen before my eyes. People get set free from things. I've been set free from things. And so I'm like, man, y'all like, let's not diminish and forsake the power of the Holy spirit. It it really is real. It is life-changing. And I I totally agree. I'm like, let's make more people be aware of this because everybody needs this. Like it is the key. It's the secret. Yes. It's, Oh my gosh. It's so cool. It's just the power of the Holy spirit. And like, when I say just even we talked about a little bit on my podcast, like just community with inner circle, like your inner circle and stuff. But even when I moved here, I was praying so much for community and just seeing how God has just pieced people into my life through just really like, it's such an intricate, just thought out puzzle piece and everything. And just how he's used the spirit to just move and to just bringing these people into my life. It's just, it's so cool. Mm. Nothing, nothing is cooler than anything that's happened in the past six months or eight months. I've, I've been here. It's crazy cool. Well, isn't it cool? Like you probably are maybe starting to track back and be like, okay, since I follow, since I've started following the Lord and obeying him and reading his word, I'm sure you've seen your life improve and you've seen God bless you with things, right? I mean, things that used to bother me so much just don't bother me anymore. Cause I'm just like, that doesn't matter. It mm. genuinely does not matter. Like I think Instagram followers, my Instagram has been plateaued for like over a year and that you should just haunt me. I was like, it was growing so fast and then it plateaued. Why, why, why? And I'm just like, 
Okay, so yeah, <laughs> it doesn't oh my matter. Gosh. That's so real. There, there's so many things that same thing for me. Like everything used to be my identity. Everything used to be the biggest dramatic thing. And then the more I think you spend time with the Lord and you read his word, the less those things matter. And the more that you're just like, God, I want what you want. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want, if it is not from you, if it's not God ordained, like I don't even want it, you know? And I think that should be our prayer is just releasing things and surrendering some of our wills and our dreams and our things. And just saying, God, I want your will, your dreams, your passions, your calling, your things in my life, because then you'll truly get the best. Like you'll get the absolute best when it's from God. I mean, I always look at it as open and closed doors. I mean, he closes, he closes doors that he's protecting us. And it's like, you're walking down a hallway and a door just slams in your face and you're like, okay, I'm going to keep going this way. And then one opens and you go through it. And then it's like an even brighter, better hallway. And then it just, it's super cool. I mean, it's just trusting him and being like, into the day, I can think I know what's best for my life, but God already knows the outcome of my life and he already knows why he put me here. So if I just lean into his purpose for having me on this planet earth, it's going to be the best life possible because yeah. I'm following his will for my life. Totally. And I think it's so good to acknowledge those closed doors and say, yeah, that really stinks that that door shut. But knowing that like God's never going to shut a door, he's not going to remove and unless he replaces, you know, and when he replaces, it may take some time, but it's such like a good reminder just to be open-handed to be like, okay, God, like I trust that you shut that door for a reason, but just because that door shut doesn't mean another one's not going to open. And the Bible says that a man is the one that plans out his steps, but God is the one that ordains them and instructs them. And so it's like, okay, God, like I can plan all I want and I'm going to continue to plan because we're human. And it's like, okay, God, I'm going to plan, but I'm going to give you those plans. Show me which plan to take, which step to go, which door to walk through. And I genuinely believe like the Bible says like he guides those that are, that are righteous and right standing that walk with him. Like he will not leave you. So I think the more that we walk with him, we honor him, we obey him, the more he guides us and makes our paths clear. Yeah, that's so good. I love it. (laughs) So, okay. Tell me more just a little bit about before we close out a little bit more about your, just like your relationship, like you're married, you're young actually. Um, is that weird at all being married young? Does anyone make you feel weird about that? Yeah, for sure. I think it was a little bit of a backstory. I've known John since I was 14 years old. Crazy. We've known each other for a really long time, but (laughs) we didn't start dating until 2021. So I met him in math class, freshman year of high school. And we, we had some really cool moments where like several years later, we bumped into each other out of nowhere at a music festival and like reconnected, became friends, always had feelings for each other. Everyone knew we always loved each other, but I was always in a relationship. So anyways, it was a little sketchy, a little sketchy timeline, whatever. But anyways, basically we, I moved to New York city. I moved in with John. And so There's definitely a lot of controversy about that in the Christian world. And I was actually convicted when I was in New York City about having sex before marriage. And I wasn't sure why. I was like, why is it so bad? I don't understand. We took some time of not having sex to figure things out, got confused again, and just continued living our lives. I'm not going to say where I live, but we moved to the place that I live now. Um, I got convicted again. And we were living together still in a house. And I remember... This is, I, I was really back in my relationship with the Lord, really getting strong in my faith. And I was like, I need to obey him. And 
I know he's there's a reason for this and I'm not sure why but I'm gonna I'm gonna trust him in it and so during that season we had so much healing with sex and with lust and we had a lot of deliverance from lust and just a lot of breaking of different soul ties and just past relationships and all those things and so it was a really really just time of healing but part of the reason why we got married so young because I'm 23 John's now 24 is because we were doing premarital counseling. We knew we wanted to be together. And I remember our premarital counselor, who's also, he ended up marrying us. He was like, why are you guys waiting? And we were just like, why are we waiting? I mean, we already live together. We already know that we're meant for each other. And this is a God-ordained relationship. And I remember there was a book we read that talked about how dating should be a transition phase. And a lot of times we get hung up in this Mm. phase when you're supposed to just move through it. So... I remember really thinking about that book. We're thinking about it. We're like, let's just get married. Like we were, we were abstaining from sex while living together in this house. It was very difficult. And I remember we're talking about it and we're like, we're just giving the enemy so many chances, chances to just come into our relationship and make things pull us away from God. So we ended up getting married within two weeks of making that decision we had a little small ceremony on the beach which is our family there and then we're gonna have an actual like big wedding coming up in a couple months with all of our friends and family but there was definitely some I have a lot of friends who aren't believers and there was a definitely a lot of questions of like why are you guys getting yeah. married so fast like why like you're already living together what's the big rush a lot of people thought I was pregnant and I oh, was wow. like I was like, I'm not pregnant. Like I told him, I was like, we, I told him the truth. I was like, we realized like, there's no reason to wait to get married because we know that we're supposed to be married to each other. And we don't want to get stuck in this just transition season of life. So we had to be honest about it. And I also realized I was like, I frankly don't care what you guys think because you can't judge me. Like, this is what God wants for my life and I'm going to follow him. So I just had to be like, put boundaries there with just the conversations and just, it wasn't really defending myself. It was more of like explaining to people from my perspective, but I'm like, your opinion's not going to sway me. Wow. That is such a powerful, powerful story. Thank you for sharing. I think that just is an example of showing what it looks like just to be obedient. Like even when it's hard, even when people are questioning you, even when you both are like, oh, we, we could do this. Like we could stay dating and living together and having sex. Like we could do this. But when you choose to, to honor God, God honors you. When you choose to bless God, God blesses you. When you choose to obey God, he will bless you. And I think that's such a great testimony because and you're saying like that didn't come easy. There was some confusion. There was some back and forth. And there's probably a lot of people that are listening that are experiencing the same thing. And that was also part of my story way, way back in the day. And so, but man, I just think God's ways are like, they're better. They truly, truly are. And I think that, you know, there, there is a little, there's a little bit of controversy around that because sometimes in the Christian church, people will be like, well, if you guys love each other and you just want to have sex and go get married. And it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, We're not getting married just to have sex, but if you know that this is the person, people are blessing it and people are speaking into it and you guys cannot wait anymore. The Bible does say in first Corinthians seven, nine, if they cannot control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It is better to marry than to burn with lust. And you're absolutely right in that transitional phase. Like you can only have self-control for so long. And that's why people think people are like, oh, Christians are so weird. You guys get married so fast. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, we are. But also it's like, 
you aren't meant to be in that phase for so long where you're self-controlling that hard. Like eventually you're going to break. And so like, why not make it a little bit easier for yourself? Work on the self-control while you can, but know that like our bodies were meant to have sex. God gave us sex. God wants us to have sex. He created it. And so like withholding for that long is just really, really difficult. And so I think that's like probably what y'all were seeing. We're like, this doesn't make sense. Like we're supposed to be together. We're supposed to have sex. We're supposed to love each other. We're supposed to be married, you know? And yeah. so, yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, I just made me think about something else. Um, something that I didn't realize though, is when we did get married, it was definitely challenging because we had been, it'd been several months of abstaining and we'd been so used to trying everything to not lust after each other and to not desire each other. And when we got married, it was like the enemy was trying to keep us from having sex with each other. And so it was now navigating, okay, now we need to have sex with each other. And that was, people don't talk about that in the Christian world. I mean, that's an entire battle of its own because the enemy is trying to make you have sex before marriage. But then when you get married, he's trying to keep you apart. And when you've been trying to stay apart, it's so weird when you have that transition. So I think also just being mindful about that and giving yourself grace. If your relationship at first, it doesn't, it feels weird or it feels like, wait, (laughs) I was trying to not have sex and now like, what am I? So I want to just also bring that to the light because that can be something that can come up and that's really normal. And anyone who's dealing with that, you're not alone in that struggle. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing. That's such a real thought that I have actually found when I've talked to a lot of my married friends that have gone through a similar situation or they were sleeping together and then they stopped and then they got married. And it's like such a brain F in some sense where you're like, wait, like this is good. All of a sudden I can do this. Like, So I think it's exactly, you're right. Like you just got to be able to be open and process those feelings because everyone's story will be different. But I think as long as you can kind of communicate to your partner and you are aware that the enemy hates marriage and he also hates when sex is used in a God honoring way. And it's so true. I heard that that saying all the time, like when you're not married, God will try to have you have sex all the time. And then when you are married, no, sorry, when you're not married, Satan will try to have you have sex all the time. When you are married, he'll try to have you not have sex. And so many of my married friends have told that to me. And I'm like, whoa. So it's like a wake up call. It's just like a be alert, you know, process this through maybe a premarital counselor. Know that like maybe there will be some feelings of shame or guilt or whatever, but there's nothing that God can't redeem. There's nothing that God can't use. And it may feel like that way for a season, but I do believe that there is something redemptive that can come out of that. And again, God will just honor that. It doesn't mean it'll look perfect as you're saying, like it won't look perfect. It's not going to be this shiny thing. As soon as you get married, everything's yay. But I think it's like a reality. And I think it's something that people should be willing to talk about and be open about and share and be honest with their community and have people pray for you over that, you know? Yeah. And I think also something that I wish the church talks more about was sex and marriage. I think there's still this weird kind of like hush hush about that. And I think it should be talked about more because I think a lot of people navigate even in sex struggles with lusting over after other people and that yeah. constant battle. I mean, it's just keeping your armor on and staying aware when you're married because the enemy is going to try to pull you apart but you don't have to let him because we have authority over him since we're god's children so that's one thing is like don't expect it's gonna be perfect because you're literally merging into one (laughs) with the person you're marrying to so it's gonna press things out i mean me and john have struggled with some conflicts since getting married and 
I'm learning like that's normal. And mm-hmm. so just realizing like coming at the situations with love for each other, you're a team, you're not against each other. And that can really, really help the situation a lot. That is something that I don't think a lot of people talk about because they're like, I'm going to get married and I'm only going to have eyes for you and we're going to be in love. And the amount of people that are like, no, like when you get married, your attraction to other people doesn't just magically go away, which is why it explains why God wants us to work on our self-control in dating because those are putting the tools in the belt to prepare yourself for marriage when you're like, oh, I want to look at porn. I want to masturbate. I'm actually lusting after somebody else. Okay, you know what? Let me pull out the belt or the tools that are in my belt that I've been working on for the last 28 years of my life in singleness or in dating or whatever so that when you know these hard moments come in marriage, I know how to face them. I have the tools from the Bible. I have the tools of working on self-control and not looking at other person. And maybe you look, but don't look again, you know? Because I think that is the reality. And I do wish more people talked about that. And I'm so thankful because Caleb and I are in a um, couples group right now and we had an, a two hour conversation all about sex. Like it was seven couples. Some have been married for 30 years, 20 years, a week. Some have been married for a year. Some are engaged. So it was this really healthy, open conversation about sex. And I was like, man, everybody has their own issues. Everybody has struggles. Everybody is trying to fight this good fight, but boundaries, safeguards, like protecting your marriage. Like they gave us some rules of things of like how they protect their marriage, what self-control things they do. And I was like, wow, this is so great because no one's immune to falling. Like no pastor is immune to falling. Like everybody has temptations, you know? So I think it's just like preparing for the battle now. And even what you're saying, putting on the armor of God daily because the enemy hates marriage. He hates it. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. That's so good. I'm so glad you were in group before you get married because like that just, oh, we just, we just started a class. It's called Love and Respect and we started like two weeks ago and it's the same thing with like couples who've been married for so long and it's mm. just already so good. Yeah. Like, it's, I really recommend it to anybody. I'm like get in a group or talk about these things with the pastor or other people because it really is beneficial. Um, okay. Well, I think that's a great conversation and I think that was a good spot to end. Um, unless there's anything else you feel really passionate about sharing, but I feel like you are so inspirational and your story is genuinely going to help some people. Oh, thanks. So is yours. Thank you. Yeah. So guys, make sure you check out the podcast swap. So we did an episode on her podcast called happy, but human. And then she's on mine, happy and healthy. So let my followers know where they can follow you and find you. Yeah, so podcast is healthy but human. Close. What did I say? Happy but human. That's oh my gosh! See, all the H's are getting me confused. That's what I mean. It's like healthy, 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 (laughs) healthy but human, guys. Healthy but human. Okay, yeah. There's so many H's. I'm like, well, which one is it? It's so funny. Um, yeah. So the podcast is healthy but human, and then the Pilate Studio is called Sweaty Studio, and then my main Instagram is I'm sweaty and I know it. Same for TikTok. And YouTube is Callie Jardine. There's like so many different things happening. Yeah. Go follow me and DM me and we'll have a conversation about literally anything. So yeah. (laughs) 